0: There's some people that just always put excuses. And, and and that's the problem, you know, that we see in today's society now. That so many people in the grand majority of the world population have this mentality of external locus of control. So it's not too late to change. It's not too late. You know, if you're listening to this right now, change. I'm talking to you. Change. If you got to do it, if this is what you need to hear, if this is the wake-up call, you need it. I need you to change. This is season two, guys. And you're listening to The Llama Podcast.
1: This is Josh
0: Martinez. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Doros. This is Nathaniel Morales. This is Della. And And you're listening to The Llama Podcast. And you're listening to The Llama Podcast. And you're listening to The Llama Podcast. And you're listening to... the Llama Podcast.
1: Okay, we should begin. good. you want to start it off for me? Yeah. Okay. Tres, dos, uno. Hola, bienvenidos a La Llama Podcast. This is not in Spanish. Welcome to the Llama Podcast. Bienvenidos. Pod- <laughs> <laughs> people keep telling us we need to do in Spanish, but not today. Welcome, everyone, to the Llama Podcast. I am your host, Jared Garcia, followed with my other host, co-host, who is... Joshua Martinez. Joshua Martinez, yes. We say our names every single time. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Nice to see you all. Uh, how have you been doing, my friend Josh? Doing good.
0: Um, everything's been smooth, Satan. Uh, last night, I don't know if you saw my story, but there was a drunk driver that crashed right in front of my house.
1: Oh, my God. A drunk driver?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was drinking. Oh, my and God. He crashed right in front of my house. Uh, it was like at almost midnight. It was like 11 40, maybe and uh he crashed right in front of my house we it was so loud like we thought it was gonna be uh like he hit our car or hit a tree right in front of us but he literally just hit a bush he's so lucky like no 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 one was there he wasn't injured the car was like pretty bad like not too bad but like kind of bad but other than that like he's so lucky like nothing happened
1: dang that's scary feel bad for that guy his insurance probably went up Hmm. very sad okay but josh i was gonna ask you how are you emotionally because after what happened the other day on the live i just feel so horribly bad for you
0: (laughs) actually it was last night not the other day it was last night Oh yeah Um, last night we found out that you guys just want to talk to my dad and not me uh don't worry i have a special guest for you guys right now just kidding made you guys think (laughs) um (laughs) i was so excited (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nah uh he's at work right now so maybe for the next llama podcast we'll have him as a guest
1: yeah and then for those of you i imagine most of us are on the lives but you know make sure you guys tune in the day before we put out a podcast we're gonna be going live so if you guys follow us over there make sure you guys have your notifications yeah, on if you
0: guys want to hear um everyone talk crap about me and like make me feel bad the lies are the perfect time to go see it. Oh, dude!
1: I think that's what it's turned into—just roasting Josh session. Yeah, it's
0: it, that—that's all it's been. Like, that's what it's become—just roast Josh session. Yes, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's all good. I appreciate
1: the love. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, boys. Pues, well, getting into the first topic that we had here, Josh had prepared this topic since a while ago, and uh, as we had told you guys, we had a few things that uh, you know, that we've been working on planning and you know just been taking the time to get to and this is a very interesting topic that josh had josh i want you to go ahead and introduce it and then we'll go ahead and get into it
0: so the topic or the first topic as Darren mentioned the first topic that we will be speaking of is internal and external locus of control locus meaning location so internal locations of control and external locations of control basically it's People who, external, for example, are people who always blame external forces for their, you know, their failures, for their, you know, their wrongdoings, for they're just always making excuses. And that's the main point. External people, people that have external controls, uh, external locus of control, excuse me, um, are always blaming others. So that's a big difference uh between internal and external internal are always like oh i could have done this i could have done that i could have done this better instead of blaming other sources for your own failures
1: yeah and i think we see something like this a lot and you know i feel like someone could have easily interpreted this from the last podcast that we did that's coming out tonight you know that we were talking about how the school system is broken and there's many errors in it but that doesn't necessarily mean That, you know, they are the cause of your failures or your shortcomings, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because there's people that, that do horrible in school, right? And they go on with their life and now they work at, you know, somewhere they hate. They're not doing well for themselves, you know, by their own accounts. And, you know, it's just like these things, these are things that obviously are not you control you can control these things right just like anything there are certain things that we cannot control in our life but the way you look at them the way you look at these things it it affects how uh you know you react to it and i think that's the main thing is how you observe the things that are happening to you right like my mom yeah. the other day you know not to just to give like a little story of it because i was like when you told me about this topic i introduced i instantly thought about this and my mom told me the other day because she's having uh, right now with the the tags ran out of the car, right? And she said, tells me, "Oh my God, there's a there's a cop behind me." You know, she was she was calling me and left me a voicemail, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna call her back. What happened?" And then she calls me back. She's like, "The cop left." You know, she's like saying, "I don't know why I was so scared about something happening. I wasn't doing anything illegal. Nothing would have happened to me." She's like, "The the worst thing that would happen is that they take the car." And then it's okay. We have a third car and you don't need to, you don't need to drive it. You know, like it's just at home for emergencies or something. Yeah. She's like, I have no reason to worry about it. I have no reason to be scared. You know, that, and that right after I told myself that I was able to calm down. Right. And then just, I was telling her anybody else, you know, they would have been thinking about it even when they got home, like, Oh my God, that was scary. That was so bad. I got so scared. They were looking at my plaques, you know? at my tags or whatever it was, you know, but the way you look at things just helps you with that. Obviously we still need to get our tags, but yeah. you know, it's something that the way you look at it changes how you react to it and how it affects you.
0: Yeah. And, and and the example I gave yesterday during the live that I got a speeding ticket this past Monday, I was driving from San Francisco with uh, Jacob and um, my cousin, Nick, and his nephew, Aiden. And I was driving fast. I cannot deny it. And the cop pulled me over uh, the first time. Didn't give me a ticket. The second time he pulled me over,
1: he gave oh me a ticket. Oh my
0: god! So, but like for me, like for for someone to blame, like oh the cop pulled me over because he was a jerk. He he was being a douche. Like like no, like I was speeding. I you know like I like I should have learned the first time. I didn't. You know I didn't. Yeah. I was I was a dumbass that wanted to continue speeding. And I end up getting pulled over, getting a ticket. And But there's a lot of people that will say like, no, the t- cop was being a jerk and, and he's just pulling me over because he has nothing else better to do. But it's yeah. not like that. Like some people just need to take control. And, and remember remember what we just watched, taking control or taking responsibility. Well, That's the main thing for internal and external locus of control taking responsibility for your actions the people that have external locus of control tend to have let others take responsibilities so that, responsibility excuse me so that if they fail they're like oh well so and so it was because so and so like for example this podcast if this podcast we stop doing it that's like me blaming oh yeah well it's because jared uh not want to anymore but in reality it's both of us if one yeah. of us stops it's not it you know, it's not just it's it's both of us, you know, we're both doing it. Yeah. So if one of us stops, we can't just blame the other because it's both, you know, we're it takes two to tangle. You can't uh like you, you can't just blame other sources and that's what the uh internal and external locus of control is.
1: Exactly. Like and if one day you just come up to me and say, Well, I don't want to do it anymore you know, I should respect that, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like and it just doesn't happen anymore, you know. But then the what you said is just saying like, well, okay, that happened, whatever life goes on. But if I were to be like, Oh, Josh, he's being so mean to me right when, right when things were going good and everything was good, you know, we felt so good and he just doesn't want to take the time to do it. You know, like I'm trying to think like, I, I don't think this, you know, but somebody could easily, it could yeah, easily exactly. come into yeah. my mind. Right. I'll be exactly. like, I'm the one doing all the work. I'm the one doing this. And he doesn't even want to. It's his fault that this isn't happening. It's his fault because he's not helping me. And I'm like, You don't like, I could easily like say like, I don't need Josh to do it. You could be like, I don't need Jared to do something. You know, it's just like people put too much faith in others. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I've always told people. It's like anything you do, like there's a saying that I heard for once from somebody I respect a lot. And they said, there's only two people you can trust yourself and God. Right. Because everyone else at some point, even if it's like, not like completely life changing and devastating. They're going to flake out on you. They're going to fail. you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to live up to your standards that you put in your own head because it's not even like things that they might have said. It's things that you've set up in your own head, you know, and you can only trust yourself and God. So those yeah. are the people that are in control.
0: Yeah, like something I've learned throughout my life is hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And that comes for everything. Like when you're expecting someone or something out of someone, you hope for the best, you hope that they you know, they're gonna do what they say, but prepare for the worst. Yes. And and even the worst that you can think of, there's a worst that's even gonna be like even like like you know, far beyond, beyond that. that. So yes. um, you know, like like you were mentioning, you know, there's some people that just always put excuses. And and that that's the problem, you know, that we see in today's society now, that so many people and the grand majority of the world population have this mentality of external locus of control that they blame everything. And the the example I gave you, Jared, um, when we were preparing for this podcast, is you know let's say it's it's a person that that works at a fast food or whatever, and they don't like their their job, they don't they're not happy with their job, they're not happy with their boss, and they eventually get fired. That person, not being a good worker, always showing up late always getting in trouble, always having uh, problems with uh, the customers and the, the, uh, the manager finally fires him, whose fault is it? Is it the manager for trying to keep a better you know, workplace or is it your fault? But the people that have external locus of control, they're gonna, oh, my, my boss is a jerk. He never liked me since the beginning. He's always stabbing at me. He's always, he's always like talking behind me. He's like, no, you have to man up. You have to take responsibility for your own actions. Your actions are, you're always late. You're never on time. You're a bad worker. You're lazy. Your jobs, we have to tell you many times how to do them or what to do, and you still don't do it right. Is, is it the boss's fault for firing you? No. But a lot of people have the mentality of, I'm a victim. I'm a victim of the system. I'm a victim. And that's the problem with external locus of control. And and what what I wanna talk about today is that I think all of us have no matter if we think we're internal, uh, locus of control, I think all of us have external. Yes. I think all of us, no matter how good or how much control we have of our lives, we always try to look for like that path or that little opening, escape like goal. oh well, yeah, exactly. The scapegoat that we could think like, Oh well it was this this happened because of this. I could blame this, like like um you know i got a bad grade in my class it's because my teacher sucks it's because my teacher this and we're always looking for a way to get out of situations when we should just take it upon ourselves for example like and and i i, I like using my myself as an example because mm-hmm. um you know something i learned from my dad that he learned you know is like when you point a finger you got three fingers pointing right back at you mm-hmm. so if you want to point a finger you got to make examine yourself and make sure that you know, whatever you're saying, you're living up to it. So that's why I'm saying like myself, like with all this COVID and going back to school, I'm not going to lie. It's been kind of difficult. Like, you know, it's my first semester in college and it's like a new system for everyone and we're getting used to it. And I'm I'm going to be honest. I, I, I like it, but I also don't like it. I'd rather be in person and I've been struggling a little bit. My classes aren't too difficult, but One of my classes, you know, my English class, you know, I I could, I could blame it on the teacher. Like, oh, she's kind of disorganized. She's not used to the Zoom calls and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, I have to look at myself and examine myself and say, you know, and are you doing anything to, you know, improve? Are you working your hardest to try to become a better student in this environment? Because, you know, that's what it's all about. We can't just put, point fingers and can't just like start saying, well, well, it's not my fault that my teacher is disorganized. It's not my fault that uh, COVID happened. It's not my fault. Well, yeah, it's no one's fault. It's only yours. Mm-hmm. You have control. You have responsibility of your own actions. But if you don't want to take responsibility, that's fine. But your success or your, your uh, achievements aren't going to be as much as those who personally take that responsibility.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing that, like, you know, we mentioned this person in the last podcast that we did, like, Gary Vee, he mentions a lot that accountability is something that is very important, you know? Exactly. Taking accountability and responsibility for your actions, the things that you do or that you don't do, you know, understanding that everything that happens or that doesn't happen is a result of your inaction or your decision to be inactive, you know? Because, you know, in any situation at all, right, someone that like, and I'll say that for myself, you know, like someone that is overweight, they don't lose weight, they don't become healthy because they decide not to exercise and they decide not to eat healthy. Someone that has, you know, some sort of mental issues, I understand they have mental issues, but many times, most people, it's mild, and they could have the decision to go and talk to a therapist to find someone to speak to, Right. Different things that in different aspects in your life, right? That you can avoid these situations or avoid these problems for the most part by taking some sort of course of action. Be it that you decide to take the action to not do something, right? Take the action to do something, right? Like if we're talking about the, like uh, an uh, overweight person, taking the action to not eat the junk food, right? Taking the action to not eat the things that are bad for you. And then uh, taking the action to eat the things that are good for you. And to do the things that change your lifestyle, you know? And then about the thing that I was saying, like the Gary Vee mentions, right? Taking accountability for your actions, right? Taking accountability of your life. Because you can't just say, oh, you hear this a lot of times with like, you know, like some people where they say, oh, my parents, they never taught me this way. My parents raised me wrong. My parents did this. And they very well could have, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that that's, that's what I was just thinking when, when you were starting to speak about like the fat kid or like. Someone that's overweight—it's like you know. Yes, your parents may bring a lot of junk food, but you know, no one is forcing you to eat it.
1: You yeah, know? no and one's then,
0: shoving it down your throat to eat it. You know, unless all you the have, decision.
1: all you have is like tacos every day or something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or like I can't even think like fried chicken every day. Instead of eating half the bucket of fried chicken, you could eat like literally Two. one piece. You yeah. know, yeah. you know, like you just eat less of it. That also help you, right? Even if you eat junk food, but you eat less. You know, I would think simple math, it just like ends up working somehow. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, like there's things that you can do anytime. And some people, they like to blame their parents for things, right? My parents never taught me. Oh, sorry, my phone, one second. Do not work for the United States government. They will call you all day. Okay, let's get back to it. <laughs> uh, oh, but my parents, right? What was I saying again? Oh, uh, so look, my parents, look, if they, if they taught me. Like I say, my parents are the ones that, that because of them, I don't know how to take care of myself. I don't know how to be independent. I don't know how to live my life. And it's like, you don't have to live at your parents' house, right? You don't have to take their money. You don't have to do these things, right? Like, I know, like, I say this for myself now too. And like, I'll say, I don't, I don't have, and I'll be completely honest. I don't have this full accountability yet, you know, for myself, you know? Where like, I still live with my parents, but I'm okay with that. I don't I don't think it's wrong or like, you know, they're not teaching me to be independent because I feel like they do teach me, you know? But when I was living on my own in California, I felt like I had to really learn it fast, right? And I could have easily said, my parents didn't teach me how to take care of myself. My, my parents didn't teach me, you know, the things that I need to do to be able to be self-sustaining or to be independent, you know? Yeah. But it's just like, It's like you have to make, eventually, it doesn't matter if someone taught you or they didn't teach you. At the end of the day, you're going to have to figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what it is, right? If you're drowning, right? This is how I learned to swim. My uncle Oscar, shout out to Oscar. I was about four years old. And he's this. I kept going in the pool and I would be in the little deep end or the shallow end where it's like, you know, one foot. I'm literally on the steps and I would be drowning. I'm four years old. And my uncle, we keep, they, I keep screaming, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. And they're pissed off because they're like, why does this little kid keep going in the water if he's drowning, right? So my uncle, he gets me, picks me up, and I'm like, oh, thanks. He saved me, right? He carries me outside and throws me into the deep end, right? Dead center of the deep end. Like, no way, I can't grab a wall, nothing. I'm like, four or five. And they're like, oh, my God, what are you doing? He's like, stop. If this kid is going to be that annoying, he has to learn how to swim, right? He has to learn. And I, flashed, I thrashed around in the water for like 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, I end up floating, right? And I'm all good, right? Some And like you have to, things are, these are things some people might not do that, right? Because to be careful. But, you know, sometimes there's things that you just have to learn, right? And some people say, oh, if I only knew this when I was younger, my parents didn't teach me. They, I, the school system didn't teach me. This didn't teach me. Yes, those are things that are totally justifiable to say but yeah, exactly. if you that, allow that's, that's that we
0: want, we want to express like there are justifications like there are reasons that we just don't have control of and and that way yes. you know we, we we can just say like you know what it wasn't my fault like i i couldn't do anything about it i tried what i could and that's it but you know there's people that just look for any excuse you know
1: yeah because then it's not it's one thing for something to be justifiable right but then it's another to say that because of this you know being justified because of this thing i will never be able to do x right it's like no 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 you can do that you can do the things you can learn right like someone can like me i can learn if my parents die tomorrow right i have to figure out how to take care of my brother ticos to take care of to take care of my family to take care of my animals. animals to pay the bills right maybe i'm gonna have to live a while without wi-fi right Maybe I have to go to McDonald's to do a podcast. I don't know what I have to do, right? You have to figure it out, you know? You ha- you're you going to end up figuring it out, you know? And you can't just say, blame this person and, oh, because of that, I'm never going to learn, right? You have to just understand that if you want to learn something, you have to take you make can. the situation. You can, and you have to allow yourself to be in a situation to learn those things.
0: Yeah, exactly. And And, and the thing is, is that, you know... The grand majority of people, as I mentioned earlier, are part of the external locus of control. What we said, locus is meaning location, but the few that are internal, we see that they have achieved great things. You know, you see all these CEOs, you see all these, uh, you know, people that have wealth and have high status in society, they're not making excuses. They take things upon themselves. And that, that's, that's why I wanted to talk about this topic because sometimes we just need that little thing like, you know what, that's right. I, I need to stop blaming others for my faults. I, I need to stop blaming others and ex- making excuses and just take initiative myself and fix what I got to do. And the example we saw, you know, they gave the example of, you know, there's a person, let's just say his name's Bobby. And Bobby has no girlfriend. He's not happy at his job. And he has no savings. Okay. What is he going to do? And we're going to think about why he has this. Okay. He puts the excuse. Oh, I don't have a girlfriend because girls are picky. Girls are so selfish. Girls are this. Okay. That's they don't see how good does. I am. Yeah. They don't see how good I am. Okay. Second, I'm not happy with my job because my boss is a jerk and I don't like what I do. Third, I I don't have any savings because my boss doesn't like me because he doesn't give me a promotion, but it's like, You have to look okay look at yourself examine yourself why don't you truly have a girlfriend are you someone that well do you look like a homeless person when you go out you know do you look like are you do you actually take time to you know look nice you know dress yourself or do you just put on whatever don't take showers don't have anything and expect girls to just jump on you like no like you got to take initiative yourself so this person is completely changing you know what I see that it's not the girl's fault. It's my fault. I didn't. I didn't put the time and effort into myself to make myself look good. I'm gonna change that. Therefore, that person probably will find a girlfriend. Second, he's not happy with his job. Go find another job. Go so, like do find something that you do like doing. For example, you know we mentioned this podcast. It's something we enjoy. Something we have fun doing. You know we 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 love hearing the feedback from every all and all of our viewers. We love seeing like when you guys repost us, we love seeing like when you are all on live with us, everything about it, that this is what brings us joy, you know, and and the saving part of Bobby or whatever his damn name is, is like, you know what? Like, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Or are you spending money, you know, just, you know, ostentatiously and trying to flaunt and and trying to do so many things to impress people, and that's why you're not saving. You got to think about all aspects. You can't just blame things like, oh, girls don't like me because, you know, they're jerks. You know, they're they're full of themselves. Like, no, there are very good women out in this world. Now, I'm granted there are a lot that are very stuck up, but that's a different topic. But yes. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Think about yourself. He's like, you know what? Did I do my hair today? Did, 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 do I look nice when I'm going out? Do I smell good when I'm going out? Am I wearing the right shirt when I'm going out? Uh, if I'm gonna go to a job interview, and I, am I gonna go in pajamas or should I take a colored shirt and look nice? You know that those are decisions that we make, but we make an excuse like, oh, the person didn't hire me because he said I didn't look good. Well, did you? Did you go appropriately? Like, did you go dress appropriately for that occasion? You know, if you're going to go try to apply to be a paralegal or at a, a law firm or something, and you go in pajamas, you expect to get that job? Hell there, no. There's no way in hell you get that job. And it comes between their decisions you make and what, like Jared said, comes with accountability, you know, taking responsibility and taking, you know, taking ev- all the, your actions and taking responsibility for them. And that's the thing we, when it comes to this topic, that so many people fear responsibility. You know, well, great power comes great responsibility. And people all, everyone wants the power, but no one wants the responsibility.
1: And one thing that how you mentioned, right, that reminded me, because me and Josh, we, I'm going to link it in the description, this video that kind of, uh, you know, inspired Josh and, and me to, or mainly Josh, because Josh had this topic to speak on this topic. Uh, They said that quote that you just said, right? With great power comes great responsibility. But they also said, with great responsibility comes great power, right? Mm -hmm. Not only, it's, and you got to think about this, right? And if we think of it in a worldview, the people that have the most power are the ones with the most responsibilities. The people that, like, let's say, let's think of this, right? People that everyone loves to talk about. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, he has to be he's in charge of the biggest company in the history of mankind, right? This man does not does not get to have a lot of free time, I would imagine. Right? He's going and he's networking all the time. He's trying to find the best suppliers, he's trying to find the best deals every single second to save. If he saves one cent on their best selling project, he saves one cent on it, he's saving millions, tens of millions of dollars, right? and that's more money that he gets into his pocket and that he gets into the company's pocket and that makes more people buy amazon that makes more people want to invest into amazon more people want to sell with amazon right but this man has to do so many things beforehand he he was doing this out of his his, his, out of his mom's house right imagine the, the responsibility he had to take that he's like okay i have to take help my mom i have to make sure that if i'm doing this i'm also having some way to help and support my my family because i'm not just going to do this selfishly right all these different responsibilities if you're somebody let's say in the you know the small responsibilities that that i have right uh, i'm a, i'm in the i'm a, uh, somebody that's in charge of the choir right and i have a sort of power over others right if, if some people would see it that way and I also see it that way, you know, sometimes you have like this, you know, overrankingness of others. Yeah, you have a
0: responsibility right? to, to, you know, to oversee them.
1: Yes, to oversee them, right? And that comes with, uh, with its merit, right? But I have to t- have these other responsibilities where I have to, learn, have to learn songs, have to learn to understand music, honestly, you know, and you have to learn and how to... And it's not to... just
0: learning the song, you have to learn it to be able to teach it
1: yes you know, and there's one also, thing of
0: learning it and there's one thing to learn how to teach it
1: yes exactly you know and and not to put myself too much on a pedestal right but these are things that i've i don't just get to be the guy that's in front waving his hands and that you know everyone's like respect hey, you, can, you know you
0: can't, you can't forget the little stick some, you sometimes use
1: yes yes do i have it here no i don't have it here right now but yeah like you know i don't get to be the guy with the stick That everyone is like very respectful towards you know there's people that never met me but they see me they just see me like walking around they know who i am or whatever and they they automatically show this respect to me you know and it's something that it doesn't come because of just because i'm jared it comes because i i have taken responsibility right Mm -hmm. and every that goes with everything in life your boss your boss, he deserves your respect because this man has got he has taken the responsibility to make the schedules to be somebody that basically most managers it's like a twenty four seven job because they call him, they're like, Hey, uh one of the dumb kids that you put from that's in ninth grade that just got this job and he's working only four hours a day, like two times a week, he didn't show up. You need to come here, right? And now because somebody else's stupid decision, he has to go. But he has way more power than you, right? He can ask for like a week off if he wants to because he's working all the time, right? This responsibility gives him power, right? And that's kind of just the main thing that I wanted to you know, throw up on, on top of what you said. You know that it's not just responsibility is scary. You know, like you were saying, we're scared of responsibility. I'll say it for myself, I am scared. When there's something new that comes into my life that I have to be responsible of or that I have to take you know, the the lead on, I get nervous, I get scared because I think I have these other responsibilities. How am I going to be able to fulfill all of them? How am I going to be able to continue to do these things? You know, but I understand that. How can I say this? It's scary, but it's something that is necessary because if everyone's being honest with themselves, most people have a lot more time on their hands than they, they let lead them up to be right. Yeah. Like, you know, not to get too much and, you know, I don't want to go too much into myself. I've been talking for a little bit, but, If I say with the podcast, I'll be like, I can say, oh, I have choir. I have the podcast. I have my job. I have to do the animals, right? But if I'm honest with myself, right, the podcast, we record it for about an hour or two a week, right? I edit it for maybe four, anywhere between four to eight hours, right? And then with the animals, that's about an hour a day. Kids choir, most of the time, now that I'm in a spot where I don't need to practice a lot, that's maximum an hour and a half. Right? And these are things that I'm saying is like, if you add all that up, that's like five hours, right? Where's the other like 40 hours in my week? You know, I say that I'm busy, but how much time are you taking to do things that are not good for you, that are unproductive? Are you sleeping a little too long? You know, are you just hanging out in your bed after you felt like you woken up, but now you're just hanging out in your bed, scrolling on your phone, going through Instagram? Are you watching. Are you binge watching that entire series of Netflix in a week? You know, what like there's if we're honest with ourselves, we have all have a lot more time on our hands than we let ourselves believe. Yeah,
0: totally. Like, um, there was an assignment that I had for one of my classes, and my teacher wanted us to, uh, you know, write down, you know, there's 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. So, I believe that's 270. I'm not good at math. Let me do that real quick 24 times seven. 168. That was really bad. I was really bad. I'm sorry, guys. I suck at math.
1: Um, yes, yes, you do. Uh,
0: so she's like, oh, yeah, you know, calculate how many hours it takes, you know, a day that you have class, how many hours you take to eat, you know, how many hours you sleep and calculate how much free time you truly have. Because we tend to underestimate how much we, free time we have. You know, we might think, like, I'm so busy, but we start looking like, you know what, I spent three hours on my phone today. I spent 17 hours on my phone this week and stuff like that. It begins to add up begins to, you know, and you start to think like, well, where the hell did my time go? It's some, you know, time is something that you never get back. You can get money back. You can get so many things back, but you never get time back. And, you know, that's what people with internal locus of control notice. And they, they, you know, they take account for so many things. And uh, one of the things that, you know, I, when I was learning about this is, you know, one of the m- most, um, you know, known person, the most known person that have internal locus of in control is, you know, the arguably the greatest basketball player ever, Michael Jordan. If you hear his story, he was cut from his high school basketball team. And, you know, you, you start thinking about that, you know, he's a young guy, he gets cut, most kids will give up on their dreams then and there. They'll give up like, you know what? I'm not good at basketball, screw it, I'm done. I'm never gonna play basketball again. But his mentality was, I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna prove this coach wrong. I'm gonna be the best. And that's what an internal locus of control does. That is what you know they do. They He started training at 5, 6 a.m. every single day before he even went to school. And he would train every single day and started learning about the rules had such a high IQ when it came to basketball, and that pushed him, you know. He didn't let that excuse of not making the team, oh, that's why I suck. That's why I I didn't go big. That's why I didn't, because I didn't make the team, because the coach didn't like me. No, he didn't put excuses. He blamed himself, and he took responsibility for it. And he took that responsibility and pushed it even more to become greater and greater every single day. And now we look at his story, we look at his records, we look at so many things he did and he's arguably the greatest basketball player to ever live. And it's, you know, it comes to each and every one of us. Do you want to be like that loser that always makes excuses and everyone looks down on you or do you want to be kind of like Michael Jordan and just get better and better and when people look at you and like, "Damn, that guy's a badass." No, it it's up to you.
1: Yes, and it's something that, like you said with Michael Jordan, so many people like, some people, honest to God, they suck at crap. You're freaking horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right? Like we said, there's just some things we cannot control.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, some people like, if Michael, like, if we're being quite honest, if Michael Jordan was five four, he would not be good at basketball. Right? Yeah. It's like, sorry, genetics didn't help you. You can never be good. Right? And then it's uh, you know I'm not, I'm not trying to saying you know that like some people may not understand those things. I I imagine some people, you know, would have would have a good understanding of when they're honestly suck at crap, right? Versus, you understand that something like Michael Jordan, he said, the coach said, "Oh, you suck," right? And he's like, "Okay, well, I'm pretty decent height," you know, like some people might say that's the only thing you need to play basketball, right? Maybe uh, I just need to work on my dribbles. I need to work on this. I need to work on that, right? And think you can start working on it being better, right? Like, I know myself, and I keep saying it myself because if we're honest with each other, you know, and we're honest with everybody, we try to relate to ourselves and things, you know? We try to relate to ourselves. We're very selfish, and I'm not denying that. I'm very selfish. I try to relate everything to me because I'm the star of my own damn movie, (laughs) and at the end of the day, I'm trying to make myself better, you know? So I'm just trying to give you guys the real of what's affected me, right? Because I see like when I was on doing like I play guitar and I play piano. The skills that I have now, I have honestly have learned them within the last two years because in the last two years, I've taken the initiative to practice and be better, right? I've been playing guitar since I, for like about 12 years, right? Where I've been like I've had a guitar and here and there I play. But I would play the same ten songs all the time. I'd never allow myself to be better, right? And then when I start saying, "Okay, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to try to learn what scales are. I'm going to try to understand how to do a bar chord. I'm going to understand what the the you know so, uh, what the scales are. I'm going to learn this more complicated song, right? Then you start. It's just taking that, like you said, taking the action to do something, taking the action to do it. Because Michael Jordan could have easily said, nah, I suck, right? And that's somebody that's very, if, if we think of Michael Jordan's story, right? It could be something, it is very inspirational, right? I'm not taking that away. I'm not taking that away. It's very inspirational. But at the end of the day, what we saw was somebody just trying to be better, right? Somebody who said, hey, you suck. And they're like, oh, dang, let me try to be better, right? Maybe, maybe you know, I imagine he thought I would be the best. But at the beginning, I imagine he would think, "I just need to get better. I just need to at least be the same level as the people that did make it on the team, right? I need to be better. I need to be at least decent. And when you get to decent, right, there, there's nothing that stops you from getting to amazing, to exceptional, to, you know, the best."
0: Yeah, and something that like I've learned through out my life, and I think this is where we could finish this topic is, you know, um always try your best in everything, you know, that, that, that's what, you know, you have to do. There's some people that half ass everything and then they expect to, you know, do great or do good, but you know, try your best. If your best is not good enough. Well, at least you can say, you know, I tried my best. I, I did what I could, but that still was, you know, too difficult for me. I should try something lower. I should try doing something else. But when you don't try your hardest, you're left thinking like, well, I could have done it or I should have done it or stuff like that, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's the different mentalities, you know, people are going to put excuses and people are going to say, you know what, I just got to accept that this job or this thing is just not for me. You know, I, I tried my hardest. I tried my best. I did what I could all in my power. And I guess I'm just, it's not a right fit, but then there's other people, you know, they put excuses and that's where, you know, the the difference between these two you know, personality types is, you know, um, is very visual, very present that, you know, there's some that are, you know, try their best and some that half-ass everything and they try to get away with it.
1: Yes, and then my last thing on it was you kind of reminded me of this thing that I forgot to mention earlier was, you know, if, if, if honestly, you only have one life, right? Shout out to Drake, YOLO, but you only have one mm-hmm. life and you got you to gotta live it. You only have one chance to live it, right? And some may believe in, you know, an afterlife or, you know, salvation, different things, right? But if you're on here, I like, I imagine this for myself. I want to enjoy my life while I'm here. You know what I mean? I might as well, you know? I want to enjoy it here and I want to enjoy it after wherever the heck I go, right? And if I'm, if I think about, you know, this, it's like, if you have, if you're, the, by the time you're 80 or you're 50, you don't know how long you're going to live. By the time you get to that age, are you confident that you had tried everything that you did, right? Yeah. Like me, I'll be honest. These like, and it's going to, this kind of goes into, I didn't think of doing this s- so cleanly, but, but talking about like these sports carts, right? I've been telling you guys, I've been into sports carts. If I just said, oh, it seems way too crazy and complicated. I'm never going to get into it. Whatever, you know? And then my whole life I'll be like, ah, oh, I missed out on buying this card. I, I saw it when it was cheap. I saw, like, people talk about it with stocks, right? Like, oh, I didn't. Like, Gary Vee, he's like, I missed out on Uber when it was in the angel round, when it was like $5 a share. And they, I was, I was back then I was doing $10 million. I would be like, have like, I would be a billionaire, right? But Gary Vee said, it's like, you know, like you just have to understand, you know, the, the decisions you make, that they're decisions you make, right? And what I'm getting at is, you don't want to say what if you want to know you should try everything just because you have a job doing something. Or like, let's say this podcast, just because now everybody's like, oh, Jared, Josh and Javon, they're the podcast guys. Right. That doesn't mean I have to only make ever make YouTube videos. What if the day of tomorrow I want to be a gardener? Right. I want to be a barber. I want to be something else. There's not something that says, oh, wait, Jared already picked. You can't. Um, he already picked podcast guy, and he has to stay on this line here. You know what I mean? you It's not just because you you picked, oh, look, she's the McDonald's person. She has to be at McDonald's forever. Oh, she's the, the girl that does uh, – she's the person that studied for architectural engineering, and she went to school for eight years. Yeah, she's already on the path. She has to continue, right? Yeah. You don't have to continue these things. You can make a choice and change anything at any time. If you try a million things – I say you're going to be a lot happier than somebody that only tried two because you're never going to have any regrets. And like how
0: you mentioned Gary Vee is someone that like really is a big advocate for that. And he always says it like, you know, ask someone in their eighties, if they regret something, and most of them are filled with regret. Most of them are thinking, you know, I should have done this when I was young. And it's heartbreaking to hear that. Even, even me being 21, like I look back and I'm like, dude, I should have done this. Or I could have done this when I was younger. I could have started this. I should have done this when I was younger. I wish my parents would have allowed me to do this. Because you start getting older and you start really like, dude, I wasted so much time. I could have got into this so much earlier. Like your cards, for example. You know, if you would have started this uh, hobby or, or, or this uh, passion that you have now, you know, you probably would be a lot more successful you had you started last year Had you started five years ago, you would have so much more experience and knowledge about it because you're barely getting into the basics now.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's something that, you know, if you don't try it, you know, like someone that's interested in something, if you don't try it, you're never going to know. What if you end up being like, let's say somebody, there's people that like, I'll say like her girls, right? What if you, they they like to do, they like to make little, there's this girl that I follow from here that she makes like little arts and crafts things, right? Mm-hmm. She sells little keychains, she sells necklaces, she makes little art pieces. And, you know, she now, like, I, I, like I've spoken with her and she's posted about it. She has made more money with her art and her arts and crafts things than she does at her regular job. She's still at her job, but she's made more from it and she enjoys it more right Exactly. and it's like how and what if she one day she was like ah oh, like like you know this girl was she, like an example of a keychain is like she'll just make a keychain that's all colorful and glittery that has a letter right like j for jared k for for her name is kate right whatever it may be and it's like what if she's like oh that sounds freaking stupid right like who the heck is gonna buy a little keychain with glitter mm-hmm. on it you know it, but and it's like oh who's gonna buy some stupid painting that i make in my house okay if kate hears this i'm not saying your paintings are stupid but who's gonna <laughs> buy some stupid painting that i made in my house right yeah like, that's who's gonna buy thoughts that go
0: through our mind We're not yeah not that's the thoughts so that go through kate. your mind you know yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: kate, don't come at me uh, go follow kate on youtube she makes videos but she she does this right she could have easily th- had these thoughts, Thought right? That, yeah,
0: she could have had those thoughts. Exactly. You know,
1: I imagine me, I would have those thoughts, right? Like, who's going to buy well, like, a, a even, little keychain like the, that?
0: Even with the podcast, like, like who's going to listen to us? Like, exactly. like who, who the hell is going to actually waste their time to hear the dumb crap that we have to say or the dumb things that we think about, you know? And if it would have just started or ended at that, we would have never ex- experienced what we are at right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's just like... Don't allow there to be what ifs allow there to be, you know, that I did this, you know, and good or bad. I think, you know, experiencing it is better than never experiencing and wondering.
0: Exactly. Um, you know, you live and learn and you start experiencing new things and you start to like think like I should have done this. I should have done that. And at the end of the day, you know, as long as we have life, we're still able to do stuff, you know? So it's not too late to change. It's not too late. You know, if you're listening to this right now, change, I'm talking to you change. If you got to do it, if this is what you need to hear, if this is the wake up call you need it. I need you to change. Like this is, this is what you needed to hear. Yeah. Jared, I can't see your face, but I pointed (laughs) at the other camera. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like if, it, you know, all these young kids, you know, even adults, even some that may be, you know, that may be older, if, if, if you're not happy with what you're doing, examine yourself, examine yourself and think, you know, have I tried doing this? Have I tried doing that? And something that you, you that like, and, and I swear this is, this is to end the topic because like we're going a little over, but yeah, you know, sometimes we say like, like, oh, you should do this. You're like, oh, that's not me. That's not me. That's not who I am. When the hell did you define who you were? Yeah. When did you decide? When did you make the decision that you're not that person, that you're not social, that you're not this, you're not that? Like, like no, you can change whoever you are. You could change and make a big impact on your life, but it starts right now. And I'm talking to you. I hope you guys enjoyed this part of the conversation we are now going to talk about sports cards. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So this is something, a hobby, uh, a job, uh, occupation, a a passion that Jared has had for a while now and something that I kind of want to get into just because I I love sports. And growing up, you know, we we had Pokemon, you had Yu-Gi-Oh cards, you had sports cards and different stuff like that. And you start looking at the value of them and you start looking at, you know, how much... How interested people are in them. And it's like, this is awesome. Like, I'm not the only one. So, you know, it brings that, like, that little kid that lives inside you. It brings that little, like, you know, that happiness, that joy, you know?
1: That describes it perfectly. Cause I feel, dude, I honestly, dude, you know how, like, excited you would be when you wake up Saturday morning and your favorite cartoons are on? This is exactly Mm -hmm. how I feel. Every time I look at my freaking cards, I get so dang excited. It's so stupid. And, like, like this, I'm going to show you guys. I'm trying to not mess them up cuz some of these actually are worth money. But this is about half my football collection that I bought right there. Right. This is half of the football stuff that I bought and this is just like within the last 2 months, right? Right here. I have another like imagine like 20 of these that I have from when I was like 14. Like old cards that I literally just pulled out of our storage, because and I was you've, so You've interested. gone through them, right? I've gone through most of them. I have. I've gone through about I say seventy percent, but I still have a lot more. Like I have old baseball cards. I have old football cards. A lot of things here, and like, let me show you this card here. Let me take it out because uh, it's in, you know. And then this is gonna be like, just like, stay with me, guys. We're gonna be like, it's gonna be like a couple minutes, like five minutes. Like, show and tell sort of thing. But then we're going to start talking about, like, you know, oh. more detailed stuff about it. Hey, don't don't. It's going to make it seem boring. Okay. <laughs> so I have this card, which is... Of oh, I'm tired. Josh, can you let me know who this beautiful man is that you see?
0: That's Bill Belichick.
1: This is Bill Belichick. This is it's his first... Young. Dude, yeah, look how cute he looks Is that right his here. first year on the Browns? Yes, his first time as head coach. And this is mm-hmm. his card. This card, right now, I took it out of the top loader that I have for it. This one's kind of old. I need to change it. But this is about a $100 card right here, right? I have it upside down. Yeah. This is about yeah, a $100 enough. card, right? And let me show you this card. What it says. It's pretty cool. I'm going to show it up here. It says, uh, uh, yeah, you can't read it. I'm just going to show a picture later. <laughs> it says, am I ready to be a head coach in the NFL? I think I am. But time will give everybody else the answer. I've been involved in some aspect of coaching for 30 years. I was breaking down films for my dad, a coach at, at at Navy, when I was eight. Coaching is ingrained in me. I've done all the jobs you can do: typing, driving people to the airport, lining the field, scouting the works. I've coached defense, offense, and special teams. You win by getting everybody working together, dude. That and now, aged well. Wow. That aged so freaking well. I have two of yeah. these cards, and they're about a hundred bucks each. These are and, that's just to show you, that's a coach, right? Yeah, that's it's not freaking even a player, coach. it's a coach. That's a freaking coach, man. And like, the the cards that have the most value are... And, and the way the, the cards work right now is that the cards that have value are modern players, right? The ones that have the most, like, upside to them. Because they're the people that are playing right now.
0: and The, peop- when the they ones do that good, people are seeing.
1: Like the peop- yeah, yeah, that they're, they're, they're seeing. Right. Yeah. And they go up in value because everyone's like, oh, they're going like it's basically right now what cards are is like every year. It's like, like stocks. It's like stocks. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like a person with does hype. good. His, his card gets better. And if he starts doing bad, his card starts to decline. And if someone gets hurt, their cards go down. They go down a lot. Right. Like, for example, let me try to find a card here that I have. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of different cards, right? And we're gonna get into like the the basics of things. So there's certain cards, like let me show you. I have my 49er set over here, right? My 49er cards. I'm gonna show you a couple that I have in here, just to give you some examples of how the cards work, right? Because most cards, there's a lot of different sets, right? And there's people that have different licenses to the cards. If you see, I'm gonna show the camera over here, on the bottom of this card. It says if it'll ever focus. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's not. Going on. But if you look here, it says... Can you read what it says right there in the dead center?
0: Uh, no, it's really... Good. It says
1: Panini. I'll take a picture. Jared, take a picture, okay? Uh, It says Panini. Panini is the company that does the football cards, right? And they do football, right? So uh, there's also... that They also have, like, the lines that they do, right? This one in particular... Is called, if you look at the top over here, Don Russ. Nick Boza. Yes, Let's this go. is Nick Boza. But if you look at the top, I can't see what I'm showing you. But if you look at the top here, it says Don Russ, right? Mm-hmm. Which is basically like the, if you think about it, like Panini is like Ford, right? And then you have like uh, the, the make and then the model, right? So it's like a Ford, like a, you know, a Ford F 150 or whatever it is, you know? And, uh, this is like one of the lines, right? One of the makes. Mm-hmm. There's also they do uh things called Optic. The ones that are really hype right now are Optic, Prism, and Mosaic, which are all different like designs, right? This this one, the design is kind of if we see here with this Nick Boza card, right? It's kind of like has like this little streakiness to it and uh the name here on the bottom and the back, right? Simple here with their stats. And When you see, these are called, when it's simple like this, these are called the base cards, where it's just like simple white border, the colors of the team, that's called a base card. Then we start getting a little different. Then there's things that have, like, some of them are not as valuable as others, right? But there's cards, like, if we see here these cards, I have two of the same one. Let me see. Kyle Kyle Juszczyk, right? I have his base card. I have this base card here. This card is probably worth like a dollar, right? I just have it all saved up like this because I like the Niners, right? It's probably like a dollar. But then you have the same card, but with blue borders. This is called a blue parallel. These cards are worth a little bit more. This work. This card is probably worth about five bucks because it's rarer, right? And to, it's to, rarer, rarer. It's rarer, right? <laughs> It's like, okay, remember when one time She's like, uh, Jared, I heard, I mean, I heard it, <laughs> I heard it, dude. I heard it, like, oh my god, you were so close, but yeah, that's the thing, right? And then there's you know cards what, also, reminded me of like,
0: the, sorry to get off topic, but that yeah. one show, Chowder, when he's like, Rada, 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 Rada,
1: Rada, rada, rada. <laughs> yeah, but then there's also uh, cards like we have here, uh, these are called inserts, right? Where they they're not part of the base set of cards like the ones I showed you but they're kind of like little themes right like there's some that they have for the the Super Bowl winners uh where they have cards for them called the champ is here I have one of those I'll show you later but like there's this, there's one. this one this is called the dominator's insert right here this oh, is Adam nice. Thielen Adam Thielen? Yeah. Yes this is Adam Thielen. The one that's worth more is I have over here this Adam Thielen he's like 5 bucks just because he's like I don't know. He's just not doing good. That's, like, not his main card, right? Yeah, it's not he's also... not doing
0: good. It's Kirk Cousins not doing good, and the yeah. Minnesota Vikings in general are not doing good.
1: Yeah, it's just a crappy... Oh, look, like, here's the, the one over here with the, with the Chiefs. We have uh, Anthony Hitchens, the champ, is here, right? And this card is just, like, it's called an insert. I have all the inserts that I have in here. There's another one of Adrian Peterson called the Gridiron Kings. Oh, awesome. There's and this is all only from this set, right? There's yeah. Chad Hendricks from the Raiders, Legends of the Fall, right? And these are just like special cards that are in there, they right? They just put them, yeah. They just put them in there, right? And this is the one that, like, these are the now these are the type of cards for any per- person. What's gonna be the most valuable, right? Is and now we're gonna stop doing the show and tell sort of thing, kind of talking more about the logistics of it. When any card, when you have a rookie card. Of somebody, it's always worth almost almost always. It's almost always worth more than a newer card. Any other card, yeah, yeah right. Worth any like, other card. Like uh, le- uh, kind of exceptions to it, but not really. Is like the LeBron LeBron rookie cards are worth so freaking much. It's like two hundred thousand, right? If you get one that's called PSA ten, right? And if to just kind of understand, there's two companies that basically give a grade to these cards. And they allow people to know, like, how good is the card, right? Is it, is it centered correctly? All these things affect the price. If it's, sen- it's off-center a little bit, that affects the grade that it gets. If it has a little chip in the corner, right? Let's say if you have a card and you just do one of these to it, right? I have it protected. So it's like if you do one of these <laughs> to that, you literally, like for a LeBron card, it has one a little ding in the corner. $50,000 gone. $50,000, gone, right? Gone. D- uh-huh. Afuera, no esta, right? It's not here. And the most, the cards that are worth the more are always rookie cards because then it's like yeah. when they're doing good, they're like, oh, I want to get it from the beginning. Like, uh, like I was saying, LeBron, LeBron cards, rookie uh. Cleveland card, worth a lot. Laker card, and Heat he card, not not hardly worth crap, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Laker card is right now, because he's a lot of hype right now, it's worth a lot. And, but it's not expected to go as high as a Cleveland rookie card, right? Because that's not where he started. If over time, LeBron stays at the Lakers, which I think would be freaking amazing, uh, it, and he becomes known as more of a Laker than anything else, right? Like it, it, and this is kind of like an example, right? Like when you think of Michael Jordan, right? You, you think of him what team? Bulls. You think of him the Bulls. You don't think of him with the, what was the other team, the Wizards? Right? You don't think of him as the Wizards. Right? He's a Bulls player. Right? And if if LeBron turns into LeBron the Laker, then the Laker cards are going to be worth a lot. Like his first year Mm -hmm. Laker cards like his first year Laker cards are already worth more than his second year. Right? And it's like, that's what it is. So here's a rookie card of let me see if you recognize who this beautiful man is. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. And you see here
0: who was drafted this year.
1: Yes. So this is like, this is like I'm a taking new, care new of this card. guy. I'm yeah. taking care of this guy a lot, right? Because uh, it, this it, is what, a couple it, what things.
0: Card is that like a platinum or something?
1: This is okay. So this is a couple things, right? Let uh, me explain it. So please. right here we have a Justin Herbert card, and this is called an insert card. Okay, so it's one of these that are like special, not part special. of the base yeah. set, right? And basically with this card, what it is called the rookies, right? If you see over here, it's part of the rookies insert. So that's what it is, right? It's part of that line. Uh, I believe as well, because of the silver border around it. Do you see the silver border? Yeah. It's like a silver rookies, right? Sometimes, I I, I haven't investigated this too much, but sometimes there's cards that are like all, like imagine a card exactly like this, but the border's red. That could be totally different price. Totally different based on rarity, right? Mm. But this is a rookie card. Justin Herbert, about 45 bucks right now. Right? Yeah, and it's only going to
0: get more. The it's only going to get playing, more. He's doing really good.
1: Yes, he's doing insanely good. That's why I'm taking care of it so much. And then also, this is like the cards that get the most value all the time are the ones that look stupid, like insane, like that look unnecessarily yeah, the, the, flashy. The weirder
0: they look, like, yeah, the weirder they look, the probably more valuable they
1: are. Yeah, and like, there's like cards like, there's cards that are like, they have literally, they'll have cards like this, like 50 versions of this same card, right? Like, they have, there'll be another card that's exactly like this, but. It'll say on the bottom, uh, like 15 out of 200. There's only 200 of them. They're worth more, right? And this card in particular, you see that it's like holographic sort of thing here. This is called a checkerboard uh, holograph, holograph right? And that also brings up the value. If it didn't have the holograph, about 15 bucks. It's 45 because it has this, right? Yeah. And And if you
0: can get that signed, damn. Oh my okay,
1: that's a whole nother thing, right? So like there's also cards. Let me get them out over here. Like uh here's our some cards from twenty eighteen, right? And these people, they're not worth too much, but they are they are still they still have some value to them. Uh we have this ticket. So like here's another one. This is from twenty eighteen rookies, okay? We have here this man called uh Zach Gentry. Right? And this was the style that they had, it looked kinda of like a ticket. Now there's also a difference between these cards. This one as you see it says bowl ticket. Right? Then if you look at the next ones, it says college ticket. There's different bowl ticket is worth more because this guy went to like I think like the Rose Bowl or the Pro Bowl yeah. or some crap, right? So he's like, hmm. you know, whatever it was. I can't I can't remember the exact specifics of what it was. This card, yeah. right, if we see, there's like a bunch of there's like a good amount of these cards, right? But the thing as well that brings it more valuable. This card is about thirty-five bucks, I believe. This card is uh, has first of all the, like I said, the bowl ticket. It's also called a short print because this is ten out of ninety-nine. There's only ninety-nine of these that that exist. And also, it has the uh, the signature. The signature is called a sticker signature because this guy signed it. Physical signature. No, no no he's got they gave him a sheet like with like a hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. stickers it's just
0: a, basically like a copy paste type of thing
1: yeah and then they took the stickers put them on the card right Yeah, exactly so that also affects the value i have this other one of uh, um and you see like i said like he was a short print right this guy 10 out of 99 but if you get if you get the same one without the short print like 10 bucks instead of like the 30 okay then you have Hakeem Butler. This card is a little different because it's on card signature. He signed the actual card, right? I think this one's about $40, $40 right? And all these things affect the price. And it's, and some people might think just because you have a rookie card of someone that it's worth something, you know? Sometimes it has to be the specific rookie card, right? And what I tell everyone is like, we were mentioning this the other time, right? It's like... YouTube is an amazing tool. You should go on YouTube and you should try to research this stuff because no matter how much we talk, you're never going to be able to understand as much, right? There's also things, if we go into the rookies, rookies is where the money is, and that's where, that's where you want to find them, right? That's what you want to find. I have over here some other cards that are, these are called blue parallels of the cards, and they have what is the rated rookie. The rated rookies are worth a lot. Oh, Jonathan Taylor? Yes, Jonathan Taylor, I have a Jonathan Taylor rated rookie. I think he's like $5. I don't have anything because it's not too too crazy. Here's James Morgan. I have Joe Reed. I have CJ Henderson uh and who's this guy? Oh no, that's not a rookie card. But there's also, you know, these ones that have the the rated rookie, which also is different, you know, like a tua like a tua card. Yeah. Tua cards are not worth a lot right now. But We all know Tua is a somebody that everyone is going to be watching, right? I'm looking at buying a Tua card right now, about $30. Tua starts playing, Tua's cards can go up like in a second, right? And, you know, everyone talks about the money of it. I'll be honest. I had to think about this before I started getting into it. You have to, if you're going to get into cards, you shouldn't think about the money. You should be thinking about, you know... The fun of it, you know, if you don't like sports, honestly, you should never buy cards because you're not going to care. You're not going to care for, oh, this card, I'm so, I'm kind of nervous because he got hurt, but Keyshawn Vaughn right here, Mm. right, Ricky? Ooh, such a good card. But, you know, it's like, if you're not interested in it, you shouldn't get into it, right? And like I I said, um, it's something that I've been into a lot. I'm actually thinking about making an Instagram page soon about it just so I can post about this all the time. Cause I'm having a lot of fun, you know, and I'm going to start selling these cards on eBay. So, you know, I don't know if there's any questions that you have, Josh, that maybe I could answer that other people are maybe thinking about, you know, like before we finish it off soon.
0: Um, You mentioned the last time we spoke, because I mentioned that my dad has some cards as well from like, he was young. Um, And I believe one of the cards um, is a Nolan Ryan rookie card. And I remember you mentioned like, oh, like cards from the 70s to the 80s, I believe, or like it's like 80s nothing. to 90s. Okay, 80s to 90s are worth nothing because they had like a really high supply.
1: Yes, what happened basically was so most people's parents they remember when cards were huge, right? Right now, cards they're not even that big. Right now, cards are gonna get big. Logan Paul's talking about Pokemon 200,000 dollar Pokemon cards. that he just bought bought and he's selling eleven thousand dollars per pack and it comes with like 15 15 packs inside and inside every single stupid little pack is like 10 cards right so basically it's like a thousand dollars per card so what i'm saying is like it's not even as big as it is if some if freaking like who's somebody if ellen comes out tomorrow and says that she bought cards my goodness this is going to go insane this is gonna be, like if the Rock, the day of tomorrow, said he's was buying say, cards. I was
0: about to say the Rock. I swear to God, because I was about the Rock is the, the
1: most followed person on Instagram. He's the has the most influence ever. The Rock comes out tomorrow, and he said, "Guys, I just bought a Justin Herbert card." It, just because he said that, these cards are gonna go up, Justin and, and every up. single card is gonna go up, right? Mm-hmm. No matter like every everything's gonna go up because then all of a sudden, everyone that thought. It was just losers?
0: Oh, yeah, it's dumb. All of a sudden, like, oh, The Rock's doing it. I want to do it.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's money into it. There's a piece of cardboard that I can pull from Walmart and Target that could be worth about, you know, $1,000. Okay, I'll do it, right? But what I'm getting at is the cards, they never had this type of market to them before until very, like, you know, like, into early, like, late 90s, early 2000s. But what happened was that the cards that were being produced in the in the the 80s late 70s 80s up to the early 90s kind of like just before the 90s because that Michael Jordan cards that came out then right in 93 insane cards right they're worth them a lot but you know they started producing millions of them because they're like oh people love cards right let's just make let's just make all the, like the crazy good cards like a million of them right not even a million because that's probably what they do now they're like let's make 20 million of them right and now people are and then they're like what they start doing is like oh you guys can get a there'll be a lighter in your pack right so now everybody's buying cards because they're like eh, i get a couple cards it's kind of fun and then i get to smoke whatever they start horrible value they it became like germany in the in the world war when they started printing money burning money yeah. burning money lighting wallpaper with that right don't right. want to go into history if you don't know my goodness but they started being horrible right And that's when it started, like, the 90s is when it started coming back because then they were like, okay, we're not going to print a lot of cards. No one bought them. Everyone just threw them away. It's horrible, right? And that's when it started coming back, you know? So that's why uh, the best thing to do is to have old cards, to have, like, 2000s cards, to have people who are established players, right? The day of tomorrow, Tom Brady retires, right? First of all, his cards go up, but after that, Let's say Tom Brady doesn't end up being, you know, in all respects, Tom Brady. He doesn't end up being some sort of rapist or something. He ends his life being a good person, right? But uh, it's like honest, like honest truth. If he ends his life being a good person or whatever, and they're like, go. Greatest of all time, right? His cards will always go up. Always go up. And they're always going to be good. Yeah, and, I, and they're not going to going to stay steady and just up. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to always up. Always going up, right? But if it's some something... Ha- and they're the best cards to get because they're already established. They're already, yeah. you know, doing good. And, you know, uh, it, it's the best when somebody's retired, right? And even if they're dead, even if they're dead, like if Michael Jordan has been dead for 10 years, it's still good to buy a Michael Jordan card if you're thinking about it money-wise because he's just going to keep going up in value because he's always going to be considered as one of the greats, you know? And the older it gets, the more value it gets, right? So that's kind of... uh my take on it how it works, you know, I'm still obviously learning as I go and understanding things, but I recommend to people to do it. It's fun. You know, you don't know I you don't know if you, if uh your look your local Walmart will most definitely have them if you look for them. I don't know if there will be any there. Every time I go, I got so lucky with these. There would be like one or two packs left at the Walmart, right? And these other cards that I bought the which one were I noticed like?
0: somewhere that always has cards like almost always is Target. Target normally always has cards.
1: Yes, yes. And I I would recommend, you know, anyone that's getting into it research to understand like the different lines, you know? There's Optic. There's a uh, Panini Optic, there's Panini Mosaic. There's Tops. Uh they have the Tops Chrome. They have the Tops uh You know, different versions of the TOPS cards. You know, you have to understand which ones they are. The ones that are the hottest right now, quite honestly, are no, it's actually the Panini Prism cards for basketball. The Prism cards for basketball are stupid expensive. And look, if you can buy them at Walmart, that's the best because people literally will buy the stuff at Walmart for 10, 15 bucks. And then after it's sold out everywhere, they try to sell the cards, the box, right, or the little pack. They'll sell them for ten times what they're worth. A hundred dollars. Well you bought for ten dollars that gives you like a stack of cards like that or whatever. They're selling it for a hundred dollars and you still have the same cards, right? Yeah it's like and
0: and something I was thinking about is like, you know, all these distribution centers like of or like warehouses where they do the cards. I was trying to think like, you know, I wonder if workers like come up on some of these cards. Because they probably realize like, dude, this is like freaking expensive. Like if I take this now, no one will realize it. And you know, I don't there's know. a lot I, of
1: I... there's a lot of quality control in the in the cards, you know, mm-hmm. that they do. And and a lot of times, from what I understand, mm-hmm. is there's a lot of uh you know supervision with the cards because they know because sometimes there's other cards. That... I don't have a single one of those cards yet, but there's cards that are called uh patch patch cards, right, or patch autographs, where they will be like. Let's say, I'm just going to give you an example. I don't have one of these, but just to show. This card is about this thin, right? And then you have another card that's, like, thick. Or, like, let's say it's double that. Right? You have a card that's, like, really thick, right? right? So there's thick cards that literally they'll get the card and they'll have the person, right? Like, imagine the person here. And then over here in a the square, they literally cut a piece of a jersey that they wore in a certain game. Right? Yeah. You know, so there's like, oh, there's this, there's this Kyler Murray card, right? Where it's his jersey, a Kyler Murray jersey. I think they were doing, it was like the game to go to, to the, uh, to the playoffs or something like that, right? Uh, Kyler, and it's the perfect, perfectly the cardinal, right? In the little square. Like they did it so perfect. That card is in, I think it's worth like eight grand or something, right? And those cards are also worth more because they come with the patch. Right, and they have to like press it in there, and those are also a whole different, a whole different beast, you know. So like the cards, they they, it's, they can come up on them, you know. But I I don't know if they can come up on them. Excuse me, but you know I I understand there's a lot of quality control into it. And then if they try to steal a patch card, which those are obviously worth a lot more, you know. There's some that are like Super Bowl worn, you know, where they're like holy crap, that's worth a lot of money, right? And there's only like twenty of them, only ten you know, that they're worth a lot of money and that's hard to come by, you know? So I think, you know, like I, I know you obviously said it jokingly, you know, but you know, they, uh, they could obviously come up on them, maybe like the base set cards that are worth like a dollar or whatever, you know, but yeah. the cards are pretty well, you know, being protected and they're trying to do well about maintaining the market as well. Like I said, you yeah. know, they're not going to be like Germany and just print a million of the expensive cards because then they would end up being worth nothing, you know? yeah. So it's like. I think it's fun. If anyone likes sports, uh, something that Gary Vee was saying was, like, because he's really into cards. He's really into sports cards.
0: Yeah, he's the one that got Logan Paul into cards.
1: He's the one that got Logan Paul into cards, right? So, like, what I'm saying, like, with cards is uh, that I think, I, at least I, this is how I'm going to think about it now, is that you're going to be betting with your friends. You're not going to be betting on, like, with money, or you're not going to be playing. You might still be playing fantasy, but you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to spend $100 and buy a rookie. Sean Vaughn card, right? Like maybe not. This one's not worth a lot, but there's a different cards of him that are worth more. You're like, I'm gonna buy. Let's say I'm gonna buy a rookie Tom Brady card, right? I'm gonna bet on him, or I'm gonna bet on somebody like Justin Herbert. I'm gonna buy a Justin Herbert card because I think they're going to the Super Bowl this year. You're like, oh dang, that's a big thing to you know bet on, and you're actually putting your money where your mouth is, and you're spending a hundred dollars on a card that could go up literally like ten times. Even more, yeah, yeah it's yeah so i don't know i if you guys want to hear more about cards you know i don't think we're going to talk on here too much about it because well, it's kind of on difficult. our next live
0: probably yeah like on the lives. Drops.
1: yes yes because it, it's kind of difficult to speak on cards you know it's kind of difficult to say everything about them. you know and like i said it's something that takes time if you want to get right. into it i recommend that you watch youtube videos that you try to understand more on your own time just so you can you know actually grow in understanding But if you guys want to make me, because I'm thinking of making an Instagram, making like a YouTube channel around it because I'm having a lot of fun. If you guys are interested in that, let me know. It's something really cool. If you're into sports, I definitely think you should buy cards here and there. Maybe buy a couple of your favorite players. Like right now, I'm bidding on a Jimmy Garoppolo card, uh, his rookie 2014 card. So, you know, just do it. If you guys have fun, if you guys have questions, let me know. I don't have all the questions. I don't have all the answers, I mean. But if you have questions, let me know. I might just have an answer, or I'll give you my somewhat ill-informed, not so educated, but slightly educated opinion.
0: Yeah, and I, we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we had two topics for you prepared for you today. Um, we could keep talking about cards for like another hour, but we're going to cut it short here.
1: Yeah, if anything, uh, me and Josh will talk on our own or something.
0: Yeah, we're probably going to right after this. That's what we always do with our podcast. We always... Talk like for another hour after our podcast. Yeah. And, um, but we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, to those who actually stay the whole time, you know, we appreciate you. We love you guys. Those that have been on our live and recently just followed us and saw my dad bully me on uh, live. I hope you guys enjoyed it because it really hurt. Um, uh, what
1: else? Follow us to witness more child abuse.
0: Yeah. Follow us to witness more child abuse. Um, Ah, that's about it. Um, if you guys want me to shave, uh, repost us, uh, repost screenshots of either our lives or our podcasts. And-
1: oh wait, 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 Josh, Josh, I <laughs> I have something that I wanted to do because, uh, like we said, we're gonna talk to the to the true fans here that listen to the last couple minutes, right? Um, I have three people that signed up, that sent us, did the things we said. They sent a thing and uh you know i wanted to see right now i i'm just thinking about this on the fly i'm gonna write their names and give them a number uh let me write here i'm gonna write their names and give them a number okay and then after i do this josh i want you to pick a number between one and three okay okay there's three people i'm gonna say uh who they are uh, i'm not gonna say who they are i'll say who they are after you pick the number okay okay um, one second, one second. There's only three. I know it's not as exciting, and I didn't think of a way to make it cool, but don't bug. Okay. And the only people listening are probably these three people. <laughs> okay. And then this, I'm not going to do anything to post out uh, here, like just to let you guys know, I'm not going to post nothing. We'll just say, we'll just say, I'm going to tell you guys directly. to DM me, right? I'm going to tell you guys to DM me. I'm going to give you like three days. If you don't DM me, I'll be very disappointed. I'm just saying, right? Okay. So, Josh, pick a number between one and three and this is going to be the and like and right now we're not going to do another giveaway because we have three to catch up to right so i'm waiting for more to come in and then also just to get them over with right so josh one two three pick a number one
0: two or three so uh, i I don't know if you guys do this too but when i think of like Numbers, I think of like what they're affiliated with. Like, one, I start thinking, about like, who's number one, like, like Cam Newton, KCP, like, stuff like that. Who's number three, Anthony Davis? Who's number two, Gonzo Ball? So, I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis, number three.
1: Number three, okay, we have our winner. Number, we had three contestants. Let me say who the contestants were. I'm gonna say it in a random order we had Amy, we had Joseph, and we had Isme, okay. So, uh, the person that you chose was number three, which was Joseph, Joseph. Perez. So, okay. Joseph, Joseph, listen to me. You have three days to contact me, okay? If you don't contact me, I'll probably send you a DM because I don't want to, you know, be a horrible person. But please contact me and I'm going to send you cinco dollars after we
0: post this podcast, though, right? Yes, you know, after posting the right podcast. Okay. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. I'm, yes. Just, oh, I, I, I'm just like... You do realize three days from now we don't we won't even post this podcast. No, no, no,
1: no, no. Three days after I post the podcast, obviously, because you know I always think time works a week late. You know what I mean? Like right now, us we're we're like the, who we are right now. We're a week late in the like in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a week in the past. So I always think like I'm that guy that's in a week. You know? Yeah. So Congratulations,
0: Joseph and um, uh, Sua. Or, excuse me, uh, Maddie and Amy. Sorry, uh, you guys. Didn't I don't win know what the, the heck. Uh,
1: I know her as an from her Instagram, but yes, <laughs> whatever your name um, is.
0: But, uh, you guys will probably win the next time for the next raffle. We had uh, the same people, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it's gonna be the same people unless more people join. I yeah, don't know, join. you know, how many people are gonna be listening to it now. If you do, post us on your story and then t- just send us, us a DM, tag us, obviously, send us a DM. With the screenshot, you know, or just send us a DM say, I'm a true fan, right? Then I'm going to know that you listened all the way to the end. Okay, yep. that should be it. This has been, Lovely once guys. again, The Llama Podcast. Much love to all of you for listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate your support. Continue supporting and sharing the podcast. This has been The Llama Podcast. Thank you and peace out.